All right, guys, and welcome back to Going Within with Sheena and Jen. <clears throat> Today's topic, um, we're going to talk about shadow work and um, all the aspects of shadow work and how it can be beneficial to your spiritual health and well-being. So, um, okay, so when it comes to shadow work, we really want to... Shadow work is basically diving into the root cause of <laughs> our, how should we call it, our behavior, <laughs> so to speak, um, when it comes to how we treat other people mm-hmm. and how we treat ourselves, um, how we think, um, being too judgmental. Um, and not realizing that every one of us goes through our own journey on this planet. And you really have to go within yourself. That's right. And search yourself. Because just like Michael Jackson said in the Man in the Mirror song, you're talking to the man in the mirror. You're asking that person to change their ways. Instead of pointing fingers at other people, you gotta, you got to look within yourself and find out why are you the way you are, whether good or bad. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, we were talking earlier about negative energy and how it can attach itself to you, especially if you're not aware of what's going on. You know, it can happen and you don't even know that you have so much built up negative energy. I mean, static and um, there's ways to get rid of that. And um, what was the name of the technique that your husband said? Um, access bar? Access bar. Yeah, access bar, which is very interesting. It's my first time hearing about it. And um, I think it's very interesting how you can... It's very similar to Reiki, but I'm, I'm sure it's a different technique. And I know it's of Japanese origin as well. But um, that is very interesting to me because you don't know how many people that you walk by every day and their energies or their negative static energy uh, sticks on you into your auric field. And that makes a lot of sense when you really study spirituality um, as far as your auric bodies. You know, you have more than one body. You have your physical body and then there's other bodies that expand um, like a pretty wide radius. You know, that's why, for instance, when you walk into a room, you can feel the tension. If there's any tension there, you can feel it. Like it's so thick, you can cut it with a knife. And, you know, you might walk into a room and be like, oh my gosh, it feels so heavy in here. And that's usually because maybe one, um, t- a couple of people were arguing, <coughs> excuse me, a couple of people were arguing before you entered the room. Or they were talking, gossiping, you know, very badly about someone. Um, someone was venting, whatever the case may be. The energies is there, and it's in their auric field. And when you enter that room, your aura, your auric field connects with that auric field and the other people in the room as well. You're all mixing together, and that's why you're able to feel that. And um, when we go into shadow work, a lot of people don't understand what shadow work is because, like I said earlier, well, in another podcast, um, when it comes to shadow work, it's like telling a child, hey, you know, you need to concentrate, but not actually showing them how 
they to concentrate, show them how to concentrate. So you really have to show them how to focus. So concentration comes with focus. It's the same thing with shadow work. You can tell people they need to do their shadow work all day until your breath goes away. Some people will never get it because they're like, what is shadow work? And yes, you know, they can go and Google it, sure. But it's better, some people are hands-on learners and they better understand things when you kind of like give them a vivid picture or give them, you know, an analogy or something so that they can relate to, so they can see exactly what shadow work really is. Um, You know, when it comes to let's say someone lashing out at another person, they're fed up with their behavior, they're irritated, and it's a constant nagging. Oh, I'm irritated with your behavior. I'm irritated with this. I'm irritated with that. That's a clear sign that that person has shadows, has things about them that they don't like, that they're seeing in other people. So they don't like it, and they don't like to address that part of themselves. So they see it in other people, and then they're like, I don't like this person. Oh, I don't like that person. Well, why don't you like this person? I don't know. I don't know. I just don't like them. Um, that's usually something they would say because they're right. They don't know why because that part of them is buried deep in their subconscious. and But that's the reason why mm-hmm. is because that person reminds them of the dark part of them that they don't like. Right. And um, that's just a very good example of someone that has shadow work that they need to address. And what happens when you don't address your shadows, it will consume you. It will make you miserable uh, or another word is bitter. Um, And it will make people not want to be around you. Why? Because you you project too many of your shadows upon them. You're going to do it to everybody who's around you, Um, your immediate family, friends, colleagues, professional, um, uh, business partners, etc. Um, if you don't address those things within yourself. Um, another example is like when you're a child and let's say you want something and your parents say, no, you can't have that or no, and you throw a temper tantrum, then now they expect you to behave mm-hmm. and not have a temper tantrum when they just told you, no, you can't have something that you want. When you was only expressing yourself, okay? It's all psychological. You're only expressing yourself by throwing a temper tantrum. Now, yes, I agree. It doesn't look good in public, <laughs> especially when you're in the store. Mm-hmm. But there's ways to address those things within children to make it where they understand where you're coming from and they understand the consequences of, you know, just doing how it affects other people. And then they will say, okay, well, maybe they can handle a different way or teach them how to handle that emotion a different way. Um, But not just tell them, oh, you need to stop it or just whoop them, you know, just for expressing them, their their emotions. When we suppress our emotions as children, they come up as adults, Mm -hmm. as our shadow. Mm -hmm. And that's why a lot of us are walking around here fucked up because... We are. We were told no. Mm-hmm. You you are not allowed to express yourself. You are not allowed to speak, uh, say how you feel. You have to shut up and go in the corner mm-hmm. every time. Then now, when you're an adult, it's either you're you're shy, or people who express themselves and are bold, you judge them. Mm-hmm. 
and you talk bad about them, like, oh, look at her. She's just so loud and always has all this stuff to say. That's because you were that person <laughs> once upon a time, but somebody made you feel bad for being that way. That is a shadow, and you have to get rid of it because if you don't, it will destroy you. <laughs> and that's just basically that. You know, <laughs> the terror that comes with not addressing your shadow, it is, it, it sounds kind of like this. You know, <laughs> I mean. I like the unicorn. Yeah. <laughs> Which one is? Well, I didn't make wow. a joke. But anyway, just trying out our little uh, podcast effects here. Um, you can tell us which one you like the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no. Caller number two. <laughs> but Jen, what do you what do you think about like shadow work? What do what what do you have to add to that? As far as dealing with our shadow and and maybe maybe techniques that you might know of to help deal with that. Uh, yeah, so I do a lot of deep breathing, mm-hmm. and that's very good. It, yes, it's very yeah, it's very um, calming. Yes, but you def um, you definitely can feel when you walk into a room. Yes, especially um, when a certain person walks into the room, how they're carrying themselves, how they're feeling. You can feel the demeanor of the room change. Yes, you're like, oh shit, this is gonna be bad. Mm-hmm. Good to watch. But bad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But the really sad thing is, it's like when you go into a grocery store, you go to the mall, you go wherever, um, that has a lot of people. um, This day and age, I mean, you're just walking around, just deep breathing because of the negativity that is in these places. Yes. And, you know... um, the kids feel it, you feel it, you're angry, you're yelling, you're mm-hmm. smacking, you're like, what the hell, why do we always look like the most dysfunctional family in yeah. the store? <laughs> you want to beat your kids to death. Mm-hmm. You know, I've even heard people say, you know what, this is Walmart, people expect us to be like this, you know, yeah. or whatever, but um, you just really have to take some deep breaths and and just kind of Get yourself back into center. Yeah, center yourself. It's almost like when you walk through the doors of the grocery store and they just go open, mm-hmm. it's like you have to be prepared. Yeah, and for whatever's coming For whatever, because as soon as you that door opens, mm-hmm. um, entities, yeah, negativity, mm-hmm. you don't know what's coming at you. Right. By the time you're done, have you ever, uh, it's like going on a flight mm-hmm. you're going to a destination mm-hmm. and you get off of the flight and you just feel like you need to take a shower because yeah. you feel so crummy right yeah. that is a very good I don't, i've um, never really walked out of the grocery store going that was great yeah yeah no i'm like yeah uh anxiety stricken mm-hmm. um, especially as an empath oh yeah we, we have it the worst like i'll be in walmart and i literally just want to curl up into a ball sometimes and just walk straight no eye contact just Mm -hmm. because sometimes i'm sometimes i'm more sensitive to it Mm -hmm. it depends on how crowded it is in walmart like during the holidays 
Forget uh, it. No, I don't even do that. That's why I go into places like Walmart and Kroger's and stuff at night mm-hmm. when there's less people shopping. Right. Because it's, it's the calmer. It's calmer. Yeah. You don't feel that static of yes. crappiness in the air. Yes. And I've gone to the grocery store at night. It's been a very, very long time, mm-hmm. but I have, <laughs> and it is calmer. Yes. It's like you want to stroll the, the aisles mm-hmm. a little slower Yeah, and just read the labels Yep. instead of just going, okay, yeah, I have another thing. That's okay. They're in the cart. Let's go. Yep. Or sometimes you want to order pickup because you don't want to have to go and go to these aisles. Instacart. Yeah. I'm a huge Instacart, Instacart person yeah. because I don't want to deal with the public half yeah. the time. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah, I do it too sometimes. And it's very convenient because it's one less thing I have to go do. Mm-hmm. I even though I have to pay a little bit extra, but it's one with my busy schedule, it's one less thing I have to go do. Then mm-hmm. I go home and the groceries have been delivered. Yay. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, other than that being busy, it's just really good to not have to go in the store sometimes. Right. And, um, but I agree with that. Yes. Um, grounding yourself is a very good technique. And I always tell people like my Reiki clients, it's called a Reiki breath. It's, it's, it's just a fancy name for it, but it's the four, seven, eight breathing mm-hmm. that I do in the beginning of the session. It, it's designed to help the clients to relax because one thing about healing, um, you have to be in a relaxed state. You can't be in no state of anxiety and you know, it, it'll work, but it won't work efficiently as, as you want it to because you're kind of blocking it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I use that technique to help the client to relax and the breathing technique works, especially if you put it into practice. It helps you to ground yourself. Um, it helps you to center and um, be more mindful mm-hmm. of what you're about to do and um, what ab- what energy you're about to receive. And um, it just allows them to be present, mm-hmm. you know, in the moment and be calm as well. Mm-hmm. And um, as far as shadow work, it's not... <laughs> it's not the most easiest thing to do. It is one of the hardest things you're going to have to do in your life because now you have to face yourself, the parts of you that you don't like, mm-hmm. the parts of you that people would judge you for, the parts of you that people will not like about you. And I feel like when it comes to dating, mm-hmm. you know why when it's all good in the beginning, it's because they're both hiding mm-hmm. their shadows you know, they're showing the nice side. And then when they finally get comfortable, the shadows come out. Mm-hmm. And that's when people are like, oh my gosh, you are not the person I fell in love with. Mm-hmm. They are. They just didn't show you that other side. Mm-hmm. Um, and and for pe- to save people time and energy and heartbreak, to the people out there who's listening, if you're dating someone or you're about to go in a dating field or whatever, if you're trying to be with someone, it is best to show them who you really are in the beginning of the relationship. Else, I know this isn't relationship 101, but it, it's good advice because it will save you a lot of heartbreak. It would save you a lot of stress, a lot of negativity, toxicness. It is very important to work that we work on ourselves 
before we even engage into a relationship with another person because our shadow can creep out while you're in a relationship with that person and you can lose someone really good because you didn't deal with your shit. Mm-hmm. And that goes for both. Mm-hmm. Both people should be working on themselves, working on their shadows, trying to make themselves uh, the best version of themselves so that when they meet their partner, that'll be a great match for them, that they're not toxic and they're not pushing them away. And I've seen that so many times, not only in my life, but in other people's life. And um, I had to learn the hard way. I had to learn that you don't just jump from one relationship to the other relationship. You have to learn from that relationship Give yourself time to grow. Give yourself time to reflect. Give yourself time to fix whatever needs to be fixed to the best of your ability. And then you can try to engage in having another relationship. Whether that takes six months, whether that takes a year, whatever time you need, the shadow work must be done. Because also you pick up energies from the person you was with last. Through sex, through conversation, through just being in their auric field, being around them. Um, You pick up stuff junk you know that you want to cleanse yourself from before you move on to the next person because you don't want to carry that over to the next person and vice versa so if everybody's doing that then everybody would have a clean slate you know so to speak as far as their shadow selves and that's why there's so many toxic relationships out there because people don't want to deal with this shit it's like why I know nobody likes to be alone. Nobody wants to be lonely. Everybody wants to have somebody. Everybody wants to have somebody to love and to love them. Yes. But to save you heartbreak and you, you the person leave you and you're like, why? I've been so good to you and you just left me. Well, you can do all the good things for that person. But for that person to want to be there, they have to find some kind of value in you. More than just money or, or, you know, vain things. Those things pass away. Those things deteriorate over time. Money comes and money goes. You want to be with somebody that has their shadows in check. That's right. Because what's going to happen is they're in turn going to be a very good partner to you because they're going to be able to reason. They're going to be able to reason. They're going to be able to check themselves and not try and argue every minute, you know, and... um. There's a constant tug of war, you know, with the give, you're pulling and then you're giving and then you're pulling. And it can get really, really bad. Mm-hmm. It can get really bad to the point where some people end up dead because of them not dealing with their shit. You have to deal with your shadow. And I know it's hard. It's a hard process. Um, I'm still going through the process. I've done a lot of shadow work and I still have more to do. And it's an ongoing thing, but once you get to the point where there's a there's a point where you're like, okay, I've done this much shadow work, I've come a long way. I'm not the same person that I was five years ago. Great, but and and in that moment, in that time, you know, you're like, okay, I can go and date again, or I can, I can really be somebody for some. I can really be this person for somebody. And then you end up in a relationship and you're like, fuck, I still have more shit to do. Like I have more work to do because that person is triggering things that you're that's coming up 
And the best advice I have for anybody going through that is to deal with it then and there. And, you know, communicate. Communicate with your partner. You know, let them know that you're going through, you know, you're trying to fix yourself, trying to make, 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 make yourself better so that you can be a better partner and have better relationships. And if they love you, they're going to list, they're going to be there right there with you and going through it right, right there with you and doing their own work as well so that they can be a good partner to you as well. And you both go through it together. That's healthy. That's very healthy. But the reason why I brought up relationships is because that is the number one thing where people realize how toxic they are is in relationships. Mm -hmm. Because they may love the person, they may want to be the best they can for the person, but they're blocked by their inner demons that they <laughs> haven't dealt with since childhood. Mm -hmm. And it's sad, but but it's the reality of things. And um, that's why I wanted to talk about it on the podcast because a lot of people need to hear that. They always want to cast blame on other people and point fingers. It's you, 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 you. No, 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 no. You got to check yourself. Go in the mirror and point at that person. And, and then you'll be like, you know, okay, I got to, what, what, what about me that I need to change? What about me that I don't like? Am I jealous? Am I a jealous person? And when I get jealous, I just want to destroy people, <laughs> <laughs> you know, or, 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 or do I like to gossip and talk shit about people? You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> you have to own up to that mm -hmm. part of you. You know, right. and once you do, that's how you overcome them demons because you're not scared of it anymore and you're not sweeping it under the rug anymore. Yeah. You're owning it, you know, and um, yeah. 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 It's definitely a, a, a journey. It is. Sure. A definite journey. It is. I know I keep my circle with friends and acquaintances pretty slim. Um, Me too. And I just. Like a Cheerio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but you know what, Jen? One thing I learned um, as I got older is that it doesn't matter how big or small your circle is. As long as it's, it's, it's quality over quantity. And it's not just a cliche saying. It's really the truth. Mm -hmm. I would rather have one person that I'm close to that is real and solid mm -hmm. that I can trust and stuff. I'd rather have one than yeah. 10 who are fake. deceitful and fake. Yeah. Right. Right. Because when they're fake, you don't know what they're plotting against you. You don't know how they really feel about you. And they're like, he, he, he in your face. And then as soon as you turn your back and look at her, Oh my God, mm -hmm. can't stand her. Mm. Try yeah. to shoot her, please. <laughs> Right. I mean, you should hear some of the stuff people say, mm -hmm. or even sometimes me. I mean, my thoughts sometimes is like, I'm like, this is a dark thought. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, where is this coming from? I'm I I have had thoughts of certain things, but mine I try to stick to is, um, what is happening? Mm -hmm. You know, like <laughs> I just I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm older. Yeah, and like. I grew up in the 80s and the 90s. Yeah. So our generation, we just do things a little bit differently than we do right. now. And so I think a lot of the times what I see and I hear just 
does not make sense to me at all. And right. my brain is like, well, that's wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, why would they do that? Why would right? So it's definitely a different, different than yeah, the eighties and nineties. It is for sure. It is. But I just, I don't even know. Like I, I'm so into my own world. Like I don't got time for nobody's shit. Yeah. If if you drain me, you're out. Right. I cannot. I have a five year old that drains my energy mm. more than anybody. But it's like if you drain me, you're out. Like I cannot deal with you. Right. And here's the thing, like I'll feel that for sure. Like I'll just be like, okay, yeah, I feel I feel like this person's being a certain way, and I'll just keep going in life, and then it'll remind me, like, hey, yeah. you know, we've told you. And then you're like, yeah, yeah, I hear you, okay. And you keep going, you keep going. And then, like, the thoughts just keep, like, it, like it hits you mm-hmm. like a wall. Yeah. And you're just like, okay, yeah, I've heard this, but now I'm really, really thinking. Right. Like, okay, if you talk about so-and-so-and-so, I know that you must be talking shit about me. Exactly. Exactly. I ain't got time for that. Exactly. That. No time that, for any of that. That's a big indicator. Yeah. That's a big indicator. And, you know. <laughs> just makes me mad. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's really funny how sometimes you know somebody's doing that and you look them in the eye and you can just, it's like you want to address it, but you know if you address it, it's going to be a whole big but thing. Yeah. So you just leave it, just alone. leave it alone. You know, just leave it alone. But Blank you know that they're so fake and they're looking in your eye like they're so real, but yeah. you already know what they're doing and you're just like, oh man, right. I'm not it. It's sad because mm-hmm. you think that, that, you know, your friends or your acquaintances and you just, you put that time and effort. Yes. Into you're it. You're investing. Sh- yeah. Energy and time into them. Yeah. For, yeah. And I'll tell you, I was friends with somebody for a while and, um, just stuff just ended up coming up, and I just kept getting angrier and mm-hmm. angrier mm-hmm. and angrier, and I was just I just kept showing up for this person mm-hmm. left and right, like yeah. I was there for them. Yeah, and my kids knew them, and you know, mm. it was just it, it was very traumatic for me. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. But I just thought to myself, I cannot continue no. to pour my energy into this no. because I'm either leaving crying, right. Or I'm just, you know, I can feel things changing. Yeah. So to me, it's like, it's just time to go. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. Um, you know, everybody has to work on themselves. Yeah, like like me, uh, I had a friend. And uh, she, we, we weren't really that close. We knew each other for like 20 years. But we weren't really that close, mm-hmm. you know. And um, as far as... After college, we kind of went our separate ways, but we still kept in touch every now and then, you mm-hmm. know, making sure each other's alive. But as far as talking always on the phone, no, mm-hmm. we didn't, we wasn't that close. But anyway, um, recently, she decided she doesn't want to be friends with me anymore. Mm-hmm. And even though I know, I know I didn't do her anything, so even though it hurt, I'm still at peace because I know my my conscience is clear. I didn't do her anything. And if I did, it's her it's it's her uh, responsibility to come and tell me because as far as I know, I didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. So um 
it it feels like there's no closure mm-hmm. at this point. But I'm not strict like before. Mm-hmm. That's how I know I've changed and I've dealt with a lot of my shadow. Yeah. Because before that would have hurt me so bad. I mean, right. it still got hurt, but it would have hurt me so bad, and I would have really took it like really deep. And I would probably be crying and wanting to know why, you know, and be like, am I not good enough? And, mm-hmm. you know, what's wrong with me? And having a pity party. That right. was me seven years ago. Right. Today, no. When it happened, I would like some closure, but I'm not going to push it. I'm not going to stress about it because I know right. I didn't do her anything. Right. And um, if I did, I would have said sorry. And I would apologize, and I would ask her to forgive me. But I know I didn't do anything. But if I did, if she's listening right now, I feel like she should tell me. Mm-hmm. Because as far as I know, I did not do her anything. Mm-hmm. And I kind of have an idea what it is. But I'll tell you, it's stemming from shadow work that needs to be addressed. Mm-hmm. Because it might be something that I've done that she despises in herself or something i don't i can't even think about what it would possibly be because mm-hmm. we have always been cool and loving and sweet to each other i can't even tell you f- when last we had like an argument or something yeah but anyway um i know that recently before she said that i did i was honest with her about something mm-hmm. and that's the only thing i can think about that wha- as to why she would do say that i was honest with her I told her, and I was very sturdy, and I wasn't mean. I didn't cuss at her or anything or disrespected her, but I was. I didn't like it, and I told her how I felt, and that's the kind of friend that I am. But you see, that's the thing. People change, mm-hmm. and because we weren't that close, and we just kind of reunited again, yeah. we're different people now. Sure. I used to be the type of person that was a yes girl, like yes, 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 you know, nicey, nicey girl. She is as well. Mm-hmm. And I think me putting my foot down and actually coming out and being honest with her about something, mm-hmm. she couldn't handle that. Mm-hmm. She couldn't handle the truth because it had her to, it, it made, it forced her to check her ego. Yeah. Right. And I realized that a lot of people are not there yet. And she's one of those people. Yeah. If that was me and a friend told me the truth, Girl, I I invite the truth. Mm-hmm. Just don't be disrespectful about it. Right. But if you tell me the, the honest truth in a nice way and mm-hmm. you're you're being direct with me, that's the kind of friends that I want. Right. Friends that's gonna tell me the truth, mm-hmm. not be like, <laughs> yeah, everything is okay. Mm-hmm. You know, you're mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. And I got a big piece of hair sticking out, and you're not telling me that mm-hmm. I have it, and I go out there looking like a damn fool. Mm-hmm. No, if if something ain't right, tell me mm-hmm. so that I can fix it as my friend. I feel it's your due diligence as a good friend to do that for me because I would do the same for you, you know. But um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't cuss at her or, or try to make her feel bad or anything. Um, no, I did tell her karma is gonna come back at you. You know that, right? It's gonna come back because you don't do that to people. You don't just tell them off and I don't want to be a friend anymore. And that's it. And don't give them a reason why. No closure. We've known each other for 20 years. So I said, <laughs> I said, karma's going to get you. You know that, right? <laughs> and I left it right there. <laughs> but um, I'm not mad at her or anything. I, I really, I was, I looked, I was, 
looking within myself and I'm like, I handle that pretty good. Because back seven years ago, I would have been like, probably ready to fight. Like, no, no. Mm -hmm. What do you mean you're not my friend anymore? We going, uh-uh. Mm -hmm. But even though it did hurt, I was like, I'm not going to address it that way anymore. I'm a changed person. You know, it, it doesn't bother me that much to even want to go there. And that's how I judge my growth when it comes to shadow work. Because certain things that used to bother me before, it don't anymore. Right. That's how you know you're growing. You're growing. Yeah, I'm maturing. Sure. Because doing your, your, your shadow work has a lot to do with spiritual maturity. Mm -hmm. um, it shows how mature you are spiritually. And that's why you have some people that... <laughs> They're going through hellfire, but right. they're just like, huh, I'm okay. Everything's fine. Things are <laughs> but the whole house is burning around them. Right. That's that they, it takes a lot to get there. Right. You have to be, th you have to go through some stuff and you have to really. Well, it's hard to ask for help. When yeah. You're in that moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, not oh, asking yeah. for help is another sign of shadow work that needs to be addressed. Right. Because you feel like you're a burden on, you're a burden on other people that's from people telling you you're a burden yeah <laughs> and you're like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna hide that part of me because i don't want nobody thinking that i'm a burden right or no. it's even embarrassing embarrassing yeah you yeah. don't wanna yeah because it probably would make them feel uh inadequate yes yes and those are not words that should be mm -hmm. said to or even thought of of yourself right right absolutely mm -hmm. And um, it's tough. It's tough because people who have addictions, mm -hmm. for instance, it's shadow, you know. Yeah. Um, they're trying to, like using alcohol, they use it to, not just alcohol, drugs, weed, everything. Mm -hmm. People use substances to mask their shadow so they don't have to deal with it. Mm -hmm. They don't have to They're deal suppressing with it. Suppressing it. Yeah, they don't have to deal with the reality when they're sober, when you're sober, you're you're aware of things and you're focused on things that are wrong with yeah. you a lot. When you're not sober and you're under the influence, it, it puts you in another mind. It alters your mind state to where you're not focusing on the things that are wrong with you anymore. You're just like, fuck it. Yeah. You don't care. Right. And that's why a lot of people, one of the reasons why, I wouldn't say that's why everybody does it, but one of the reasons why addicts like drug addicts and alcoholic mm -hmm. alcoholics do it because they have some dark dark shadows that they do not want to deal with and then but what they don't realize is when you drink especially alcohol has they call it spirits and that's just my theory i'm not going to say it as fact but my theory is that the alcohol, when you're under the influence, it opens up a portal to where your your mind state and your body, kind of like your mind and your body becomes in a one of the brainwave states, like theta or beta or something, and you kind of like are open, mm -hmm. like you're open to where a nearby spirit can walk through, like mm -hmm. use your body to come through a little bit and show itself mm. and they might be having one they might there might be one that's like around you all the time mm -hmm. and, and they're just waiting for you to drink so they can step in and mm -hmm. show their ugly head 
because some people are really funny when they're drunk. Some people are really mean and they're not that way when they're sober. And then you ask yourself, why? Mm-hmm. Why is that that once once that once they get to that point, something clicks and shifts and then this mean spirit comes through. Yeah. And I, I just theorize that possibly as someone who believes in the spiritual realm, that your body is just open for something else to walk to to step into. Because why do why do you I mean, I, I know there's a scientific explanation for it, why you black out, obviously. Mm-hmm. But when you black out, you don't remember, right? Yeah. And then somebody will be like, yeah, you don't remember? You just beat the shit out of that guy at the mm-hmm. bar. Yeah. And you then you're black like, eye drunk. Right. Mm-hmm. And you're like, really? Mm-hmm. That's how I got this black eye. You don't even remember that. Because something else was using your body. Mm-hmm. So you went in the, in the, in the back and they came forward. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm gonna beat your ass, and you're just in the back, like, uh. and the next morning you have a hangover, and you're like, "What happened?" And then they're like, "You don't know what happened?" And I'm like, "No, I don't remember nothing." Yeah, that's my theory, and I'm sticking with it. <laughs> yeah, we don't treat nor cure yeah. um, <laughs> diseases, or we're not doctors. Or yeah, I can't diagnose that, diagnose, but I'm just treat saying. Or cure. I'm just saying, you know, the next time that happens to somebody you know or you, document it. See what you remember and what you don't. Mm-hmm. Because I just find it weird, like this blackout. I've never been blacked out, so I don't know. But I, I just, I wonder, like when you, how do you black out and don't remember? But you do all these things that, like you're coherent, like you, you're fighting someone. Mm-hmm. You're cussing them out, and you know exactly what their mama and their mama's mama name is mm-hmm. to cuss them out about, you mm-hmm. know. And then you're like, "Yeah, that's why you was over there last night uh, having sex with so and so husband." <laughs> that sounds Uh-oh. like a demon to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a demon exposing all your secrets, right? Yep. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. You know, they call it spirits, and maybe maybe it deserves to be looked into like research why they call it spirits but anyway that's just my theory i'm not don't go out there anybody who's listening don't go out and say that i said that is what's happening because i know how this internet works okay (laughs) i didn't say that i theorized that i didn't say it's fact but (laughs) it it is worth looking into because Mm -hmm. when you really think about it it kind of makes sense Mm mm-hmm yeah, it makes some sense. Yeah. Yeah, the craziest things that happen mm-hmm. when we're drinking. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You become more sociable. Yes. Likeable. Yes. Lovable. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, by the time midnight, 1 o'clock, <laughs> 2 a.m. comes along, <laughs> that guy that was there ugly <laughs> in the beginning starting to look pretty damn good by 2 a.m. Uh, we've all been there. Yep. Don't tell me you've never oh, been there. Oh, I've been there. I know exactly what you're talking about. That's like why I'm nice laughing. piece of art on the wall. That's right why there. I'm laughing. Yeah. I'm like, yep, I remember we've that. We've been there. I remember that one time. Mm-hmm. I remember in college. Oh, my gosh. My, <laughs> my college roommates. We all decided we were going to go to the bar. And, um... 
I had tequila for my first time mm. because when I went to college, I was 17 going on 18. So that was like my uh, junior year in college, I mm -hmm. think. And um, I just turned 21, so I could go to the bar and drink for the first time. So I'm going to the bar. We went. To, I had tequila. Tequila was my very first drink as an illegal person in the United States, though, because back home in the Caribbean, 18 is the legal age. Mm. Yeah. So I mean, I've had beer, but I've never had tequila. But anyway. Um, I had tequila and they did the whole salt rim thing and um, I took a shot and I was like, oh my God, this tastes nasty. But then I had like two or three others and then I was like, oh, whoa. Isn't there a saying about tequila? One tequila, two tequila, three tequila, four. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that sounds about right because, uh. At one point, I ended up dancing. I don't know if I was on the table or not. I don't think I was. But I was. they told me that I was dancing. And I do remember it, but I I vaguely remember it. Like, I knew what I was doing, but I do feel like something was taking over me. Mm -hmm. That was not Sheena. Mm -hmm. That was my alter ego. Mm -hmm. Something else. That was Sheena. Because... Um, I was just like dancing and I was loose mm -hmm. and I was able to go around and talk to people and I was just cracking jokes and I'm, I guess I'm a funny drunk when I drink. Mm -hmm. That's what I discovered. Um, <laughs> but I was going around the bar cracking jokes and making everybody laugh and dancing and telling everybody, come on, you gotta dance. You know, drunk people stuff. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, that was my first experience and I was like, what? I see why some people get addicted to this yeah. because it makes them it makes them it it makes them feel like something they want to feel or mm -hmm. be when they're sober but they can't. Right. <sighs> it's deep stuff, man. Deep. Deep. It's deep. deep. It really is deep and this is part of going within. And I feel like one if we were all like as a collective, mm -hmm. right? Collective consciousness. If we were all able which we are but if we all would decide and make that decision to go within and fix who we are on the inside we will all become the best versions of ourselves mm -hmm. and the world would be a better uh, a, a better place yeah because it won't it won't be i feel like when you start to go within yourself and you deal with your shadows and you try to change for the better and become a better person Mm -hmm. you do something in the collective you you bring the collective that much further to evolution like a, a different state of being mm -hmm. that's more beneficial to humanity and if we all do it as a collective you know how powerful that would be that'd be so powerful be powerful and and we would all collectively change the world that quick it can happen overnight but it takes it's a decision and we all have to work on our stuff yeah everybody's got stuff mm -hmm. everybody got stuff mm. and um but i like i like that we started this podcast because a lot of people need to hear this because a lot of people are not being they, they, they don't teach this in school it's not something you learn in school. No. You learn it from like a, a guru or somebody's talking about it on YouTube and then you, you 
you happen to skip over that video or you know it's it's just i don't know the, the the way that the world is is just so evident that a lot of us are we still have a lot of work to do um because it will reflect in the way that the world is mm-hmm. because the w- the things that are happening in the world is a direct result of what's happening on the inside of the con- collective consciousness mm-hmm. so as far as wars and um no peace and just all this violence and crime it's just a signal that we have that much more work to do mm-hmm. and there there is good happening in the world but it's not being talked about right like the bad right i have not heard anything good in a long time that's what i'm saying you know it's like it's as if the bad is is being praised more than the good for a, for well, a specific reason i think it's because people gravitate towards, towards that. it yes yes why is that i think it's the news really makes people fearful yeah it's fair it's fair based I definitely definitely fair based i've actually seen i I don't even with cbs but they had this segment where it's called positive news and i'm like hmm what do you say what would make them think that we need that if they didn't know that there's too much negativity in news Mm -hmm. because a lot of people watch the news religiously like they drink coffee every morning and it's um depressing it is i get anxiety when i watch the news I, I don't watch it. Me too. So when certain things happen, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, there was no formula. Mm. And I hear bits and pieces mm-hmm. of why and where and whatever. But it still blows my mind when I go to the store and there's no formula. <laughs> I'm just like, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, but I, I just, I don't know. I don't watch the news. My kids don't watch the news. Yeah, and I, I don't just, watch it. I just, I, I will go, if I'm at somebody's house and they're watching it, I have to leave the room because I cannot conti- continue to sit there and watch it. Right. I will be fearful of everything yeah. and my anxiety will kick in and mm-hmm. then I'm taking my medication and I'm just kind of like, um, <laughs> yeah, the news is very, very negative nowadays. I do not watch it. Um, because the last time I remember I watched the news, I kid you not, okay, you're gonna laugh, but I thought the world was ending, mm-hmm. and I think it was, <laughs> I think it was in 2020 when COVID came out. <laughs> I was going through it. I was like, I listened to the news and they said something about. I think it was during when the lockdown had just started, and I was like, oh my gosh. I was like in horde mode. I was like, we need to get food, we need to get water, because they're going to lock down everything, and then the, the FEMA camps are going to start, and all these conspiracies that I used to be. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's beginning, it's starting, oh my God. I was having a panic attack, for real. I was too. It is not good. I was too. I was scared for my children. Yeah. I, well, I was going through it by myself, because Jason was in Ohio. Oh my gosh, I can only so imagine. So I, I told him, before, I told him this the other day, I was like, I went through a pandemic by myself. Mm, 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 mm. And then it was more pandemic. 
I can only imagine. By myself. With all the kids. And then we were just we were just communicating back and forth. Like, okay, there's no toilet paper here. How is it over there where you are? Oh, um, and then he had to have, like, a certain papers to say that he could travel. Mm-hmm. So um, it was hard. So I went homeschooling Ava. I took her out. Oh, my gosh. Because the schools didn't really know what was going mm-hmm. on. Like, everything was just so much up in the air. Yeah. And then it was just like... Couldn't even like have a sniffle, or like, y- you know, you thought your child was dying, or right. you know, y- you just didn't know what yeah. was going on. Like yeah. there was no clear anything mm-hmm. other than these poor people were suffering and they were dying, and you know, they were. It was just like the number. <laughs> and it's like the number <laughs> was just getting higher and higher. Yeah. So I can imagine. I, I, w- I was by myself. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can only imagine what you were going I through. I was homeschooling by myself. Yeah. I was living life. I, I know. I, I was living in my house. So, I mean, it was crazy. Right. Couldn't go anywhere. I couldn't go anywhere. Thank goodness I had the fire stick. Oh, my gosh. It was going crazy. I was going stir crazy. I Plus, I was homeschooling. I was homeschooling. Oh, my goodness. And then Livy couldn't go into... Um, preschools because the people were catching COVID and then they had to shut it down and then it was just there wasn't enough consistency yeah so I just I took her out and just kept her home with me and Ava like it literally was just me Ava and Olivia yeah yeah that's oh my gosh I can only imagine what you were going through yeah because I don't have kids and I didn't have to do it all of that and I was having panic attacks yeah I was freaking out and I ended up getting COVID um about two weeks before Christmas Mm. It was like uh, I got it, and uh, Jason got it, and I got it, and Ava had it. Um, yeah, I, I had I'd gotten it uh, around that time too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was weird because it was like a bunch of people got it like two weeks before Christmas, mm-hmm. and then um, um, because I had it, mm. um, my ex had to, and his wife had to keep the kids. Mm. And from what I have heard, I was an F and B because wow. I caught COVID. You because know. I I I just like not having my children around me, and I liked having fevers and headaches and congestion and mm-hmm. and all that nonsense. You know that was their shadow work that they didn't work on. I was like, you guys—they were projecting, me. projecting but it on you. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I was just, um, th- it's hard to go through these things. Yeah. You know, now we got monkeypox. How am I going to oh. do with monkeypox now? Now they're saying that, you know what, it's over and the scabs are falling off. Like, I don't even know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Listen. And Jason tells me, he's like, Jen, stop listening to everything. Yes. I'm like, it's everywhere. Yeah, he's right. Just stop. Because you know what? I, I and a lot of people are, people are waking up. Okay? People are waking up to this system and the control system and how it's designed and they have a little freaking pattern that they do yes but they're working against our shadows they're they're working against our shadows i'm telling you i am telling you okay because you gotta (laughs) you just gotta look 
and see what's going on in the world and and look at your life mm-hmm. and what what's what's your life like and just try to compare the two sometimes you might have a great life and your yeah. life is going good right yeah. yeah and if it's not you got to do a lot of breathing yeah No, for reference, that is not me making <laughs> that sound. It's <laughs> Even though it might sound a lot like me, <laughs> that is not me. Okay, Jen, yeah. Well, I need the unicorn in here. The unicorn? I don't know which one is the... <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. It's a shame that I don't know which one it is. All right. Is it purple? Nope, I just gotta shake my drink real quick. <laughs> um, I think it's this one. Mm, uh, that was such an amazing lollipop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jen, the listeners do not know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh my gosh, what is this one? What? Mm. I think we can is make our scuffle? own. Effects, you know, I think we can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I promise, guys, I will not use that one again. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, we need some effects on there. So, like, when Jen, when we, when, when we come up with a good idea, we go like this. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I think our next podcast um, should be a little lighter. Mm-hmm. Not okay. a laughter. For sure. Yeah. yeah. And yep. they're like, it's awesome. We got really deep. Yeah. For sure. For the first one, we want to come deep because we got to let them know what we're about. Business. You know what I'm saying? Business. <laughs> <laughs> well, they say laughter is the, the best, best medicine. medicine. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Okay. And for our next podcast, what do you think we should talk about, Jen? Um, I think we should talk about... Um, Here, let me give you some um, <laughs> help for your idea. <laughs> Jen um, is thinking. <clears throat> we could do maybe ASMR. I, oh, I love... Do you guys listen to the ASMR? Yeah. I am a... Addicted it sounds to so that good. Su- to that on TikTok. It's a good way to relax. I absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. And what I don't understand, and maybe we'll talk about this in the next podcast, is why do people have to tell them to rub it harder? <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand that. Oh. <laughs> Or, yeah, yeah, go back to the other one. <laughs> what? Like, I don't understand that. I know. Well, you know what I think or it is? Or the one where she put the shaving cream oh, on I've that. Heard those. And I've then they put, those. like, the Pop Rocks yes. candy on it. It was like... They just rub on the microphone and they were like... And everybody was so scared. They were like, did she cover up the microphone? Is the microphone ruined? Did they... Like... They don't want it to be ruined because they want more ASMR. Girl, you know that's right. <laughs> they want more ASMR. They're like, you better not ruin that mic, girl. We need it. <laughs> right, right. So I just, I yeah, I we found could, we that could. when I was in Florida. Mm-hmm. And 
I had this, I don't even know what happened, but I needed to relax. Yeah. And I came across it on TikTok, and I fell asleep within like 10 minutes yeah. of listening to this. It works. Now, I don't like the <laughs> that sound that they make. Yeah. Like, I could do with that. Maybe I need to yeah. type that. Is it like... like yeah, this? it sounds or like a... Like a or like they purr kind of like? I, yeah, like mm. they're chippering, purring. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. I, I don't like know. It sounds like they're trying you to get a hacker from the back of their... <laughs> oh, no. No, like no, that no. That sounds like gremlins that just got I don't wet. know. I have no idea. But it was, I definitely liked as the a ASMR. A ASMR. Yeah, maybe we can do that. You know, not talk like this. Be like, hey, guys, welcome to Going Within. Yeah, it's uh, it seems like it's fun to do too. Oh, it looks like it's fun. Mm -hmm. It looks like it's fun. Yeah. I would be like, <laughs> like doing it, and then all of a sudden you hear <laughs> because I fall asleep. <laughs> be like Jen. That was my head Jen. hitting the microphone. And I'll be like, okay, guys, well, that's, that's it. it. <laughs> um, thank you for tuning in to Going Within with Sheen and Jen. <laughs> in my chair and then you hear me in the background jen jen yeah, wake up yeah yeah i'm uh, that's yeah um then someone says in the comments legend says it that sheena is still trying to wake up jen <laughs> have you ever seen those in comments yeah oh my gosh the internet is a wild place it is but amazing it's fun. but wild yes Absolutely. Yeah. So next so, time we'll talk about yeah. some more uplifting, uplifting laugh, things. Laughter. Is we fun just had for to me. get through this. Just the the. We wanted to start off with the shadow work. Yeah. Because we wanted to get that out of the way. Sure. So that so that people, our listeners, might not be triggered as much as you Gosh, know. Gosh, if I trigger you, because some people can be triggered by certain things. You don't know. Gosh, if, if it's yeah. yeah, but if you're triggered. That's a sign that you have shadow work to deal with. It ain't me, it's you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I'm just telling the truth, guys. I, it's not her, it's not me. And I get a lot it's to you. work on. Like, I get mad we still all over do. some things. Yes, we do. I we really do. do. But I have improved a lot. That's good. A lot. That's very good. That's where you want to be. At least you're working on it, mm -hmm. and you have improved. It's not like... You know, the, the sad part is when people stay in their ways and they don't change, change at all. all. Right. And who and wants to be there? Right. Why you can't be so nasty. Right. Don't be nasty. Don't be nasty. I'm going to make some merch that says, don't be nasty. <laughs> no, Jen, no. <laughs> <laughs> don't Why? be nasty. Yeah, don't be nasty. a nasty. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. You tell him, Jen. You tell him. It's not hard, people, just to be nice. Right. Please and thank you. You're welcome. Good. Right. Sure, you can pass by. Yeah. Mm. A little courtesy goes a long way. Uh, yeah. It's not <coughs> it hard. It will go a long way. A little courtesy. You know, because we, we think about ourselves too much. We're not thinking about other people. But when I go out and I am, you know, in somebody's way or I mm -hmm. do something or whatever, mm -hmm. I do think of them. Right. And I'm just like... I guess I should just stop looking for right. 
some maybe I'm looking for reassurance of like yeah it's okay what what you did right. because of my childhood. That's that's an honest that's an mm-hmm. honest that's some honest feedback for yourself. Mm-hmm. That's being honest. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that could be what it is. And that's part of shadow work. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we have things about us that are so dark that we don't want to address it and be like I am that way. Yeah. I am that type of person. Ooh. Right, and nasty. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I am nasty, you know, and, you know, owning up to that. But but what you do is you change it for the better and you yeah. change it to be a more positive thing. And that doesn't mean that somebody's not going to trigger you in right. the future. Uh, yeah. Somebody I mean, is going to trigger you. Yeah. I mean, you are, but but it's how you it. deal with it. It's right. how you deal with it. Yeah. That's where you see the shadow work. Progress sure, exactly. Is how you deal with it. You know, back then you would have been like, I'm going to beat your ass. <laughs> <laughs> or th- what they would say to me. We're really not sure how to deal with you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because everything that's going on is making no sense to me at all, right. and I'm already ready to fight. Yeah, exactly. I don't. You know what? I do not have the energy to fight like at all anymore. Like, yeah, it's just it takes too much energy. Yeah, and let's not even talk about narcissists. That's a whole other podcast. Oh my gosh, because they are. I will get triggered. That I think. I think <laughs> what happens with narcissism is people who don't deal with their shadow. Yeah. I think that might be what it is. They just don't deal with it, and they stay in their ways. So that's why they always, and they just look for victim after victim after victim to project on. I think so. That's what it is. I think so. It's really sad because they're kind of stuck there, mm-hmm. and the only person that can get them out is them. Right. But there's nothing wrong with them. No. <laughs> According to them, Everybody else. Right. There's nothing wrong with them. Everybody else is in therapy but them. That's why they're like the worst. They have like the worst shadow problems Mm -hmm. because they, they, they do not believe that they have anything wrong with them. Nope. They're just everybody else. but them. It's all you, 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 Mm -hmm. you, you, you're bad. You're bad. You're bad. And you're bad. I'm good. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. Yep. I've been Go there, within. Done that. Go within yourself, and you'll find the answers. Mm-hmm. The answers are always within you. Remember that. Even in the Bible, you know, that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> but, but <clears throat> there's certain things about the Bible that sticks out to me that makes sense. And one of the things is when the passage of scripture that says that your body is a temple of God. If you really take that into consideration, if your body is a temple, then inside the temple is where God resides. And if God resides within the temple, that's where you need to go for the answers. Just think about that. Going within. Going within. Namaste. Namaste. And on that note, we're going to end our first podcast. It was very nice doing this podcast for the first time with you, John. Well, we did it before, but we are re-recording. But, you know, you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> we yeah, completed yeah. it, and I feel that we we reached somebody today. I think so. I think know? we're definitely talking to somebody. And if we were talking to you, please let us know. Yes, let us know. Give us some feedback. Or you can always give us some topics that you'd like us to talk about as well. Right. Yeah. I think that's a I good like idea. I like talking. Me too. I like talking. I do. I like and that's why we started this podcast. Well, let me be honest. I really don't like 
talking too much. I like talking, but after a while, I get tired of talking. But I feel like a podcast is a perfect way to express myself and you, Jen, I'm sure for you too, because it doesn't take that much time. We've been talking for an hour. Yeah. I'm not really tired yet, but if we were going towards like a two hour mark, I think I'll be like, oh my God, Jen, I can't wait to stop. I'm drained because <laughs> it, it drains me when mm-hmm, I talk. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I think like a podcast is very perfect for someone like me um, to be able to express themselves and then just go and meditate and, you know, reflect right. and relax. Yeah. Afterwards. And definitely keep an eye on at us when uh, we are on social media. Yeah. Yep. I mean, the social media near you. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, we'll post all the links to our social medias um, that are coming soon, very, very soon. And we are going to post this podcast very, very soon. Um, so be on the lookout for it. And thank you for supporting us. Anything else you want to say, Jen? No, I think that's it. Yep. Great. Great. Very first, great first podcast. High five. All right. <laughs> so thank you guys for tuning in to Going Within with Sheena and Jen. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. Namaste.